Jennifer Hurwitz, and welcome to Doing Relationships Right. Raw, authentic, and insightful, this podcast is a no-bullshit look at all things dating and relationships during midlife. The good, the not-so-good, and the what the hell was that? No worries, I've got you. And we'll figure it all out together without taking ourselves too seriously. Here, I'm Doing Relationships Right. Here you are at midlife. Your boobs have entered a new zip code. You have jeans older than your daughter's new fiance. And now you're single again. But is that cause for a crisis? Hell no. It's time to pick yourself up, Buttercup. Whether you're freshly unhitched, just dipping your toesies back into the dating pool, or ready to dive into a new relationship, my new book, Midlife Priceless, a dating coach's guide to finally doing relationships right, has you covered with new dating and relationship advice tailored to meet you wherever you are in your relationship journey. Join me, Jennifer Hurwitz, author of best-selling books, One Happy Divorce, and Woulda, Coulda, Shoulda, as I share BS-free tips and laugh-out-loud personal anecdotes to help set you on the path toward finally doing dating and relationships right. Grab your copy of my new book, Midlife Priceless, at jenniferhurwitz.com. That's jenniferhurwitz.com. Good morning. Good morning. This is Doing Relationships Right. I'm Jennifer Hermits. I'm your host every single week and I'm back, like really back. Okay. So I was back for a little bit. I was doing Just Jen's and I was hanging out and I was in Palm Springs doing the thing. And then I was like, I need to bring guests back into the studio. And so I asked one of my friends and my colleagues, one of my favorites, I'm sorry, I pick favorites. I do. I pick favorites. Now I can do that after five years of podcasting. Cindy Stibbert is here. And if you don't know Cindy, then something is probably wrong with you because she's one of the, I think, one of the best, one of the top, one of the most fantastic divorce coaches. Divorce coaches, relationship decision coaches, certified divorce specialists. She is the CEO behind Divorce Redefined, Vancouver-based separation and divorce coaching practice. Cindy, hi, honey. How are you? Hi, Jennifer. Hi, honey. Oh, I'm so, so good glad. to see you. I'm so glad you're here. I can't even tell you. I just, I think you're just amazing. I think Aww. we've been friends for a really long time. And yeah, I've, but I, I had like, I had the girl crush on you that started it all. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've been friends for a long, long time. Yeah, since the, since the birth of Clubhouse, that's where we met. When I just started that? like latching on to you and like, oh, I love her. <laughs> oh, you're so, Clubhouse. Whatever happened to Clubhouse? I don't know if it's still there or not. But know. it was it was idea. a bomb. It bombed. <laughs> it bombed. It did bomb. It was fun for a while. It was it fun was. for a while. Okay, so tell everybody. I I just want to start off and say welcome back, everybody. It's May. You're my first episode back. I'm just so happy to have you. And I want to hear first of all your little bit of your story, how you started, where you're coming from, what you're doing, and then I want you to share with everybody like where you are now because what you have going on is fantastic and amazing and I just want I want to talk about it. All things. things, all things Cindy Stibbert today. All things. Well, all I feel things. like I'm a new version of myself in this life. Like I'm, I'm, I'm heading to 50 soon and it's like, I just found myself you I know, love it. in this like second halfway to a hundred kind of life. Right. <gasps> and the way that I was inspired to go down this path is that I went through divorce myself, um, five years ago and it sucked. Like it was that typical experience of I'm leaving my marriage. I decided and 
it just sent everything in this crazy adversarial battle where we lawyered up and, you know, the financial fight was happening and the kids were being split and I was cut off of finances and, you know, people are taking sides like, you know, you know, like every, everyone, the majority of the divorce experiences yes. suck, right. right? Right. And in that process, you know, I was the disenfranchised spouse. I had no access to family finances. I literally hadn't worked in 11 years. I'm like, what the f-, f am I doing? Like, is this the right idea? Is this the right thing? But I knew in my heart that it was, and I just had to follow that. And through the process, I first of all realized how bloody expensive it is when you go out and hire a lawyer first thing. Like I realized that was a first of all mistake right out of the gates and that there are so many things that you can do in the process to prepare, but you don't see that when you're going through it and you're just overwhelmed with massive emotion and uncertainty and fear. You don't know what you're going to do. So through that process, I was actually surprised how many women reached out to me behind closed doors saying, oh, hey, you know, I am thinking of getting divorced too. I'm thinking of leaving my marriage. I haven't been happy for a really long time. How are you finding it? What are you doing? What lawyer are you using? And so I end up meeting for all these mini secret coffees, talking to these women who I knew but not closely, just you know, listening to their stories, hearing their struggles, trying to give them the best advice I could, but based on very limited information, only my own experience. And I realized that like, I, there's got to be a way that I can help people through this because I wasn't in a position where I knew I was not going to be able to work forever. I had to be able to figure myself out. I was a teacher before and I knew I didn't want to go back to the classroom. And so I went and did my training as a certified divorce coach and thought, well, maybe this is it. Maybe this is how I can also heal myself and learn the process and help other people. And so, yeah. And so here we are, like, you know, however many years later that I'm that I'm now in this. So five years since I've been divorced, but I've really only been doing divorce coaching since 2019. Um, and where I focus mostly, because I know there's a lot of support now out there for the process. And once you get a lawyer involved, there's just so much involved. I really focus on those people who are con- in the contemplation phase. So, you know, 70% of divorces out there are initiated by women and women take a minimum of two years just thinking about whether or not this yep, is yep, what yep, they yep, want to yep. do, right? Yep. I did. You I, did? I was like, I didn't, yeah. But you know, it's funny, I as I'm listening to you, I had a completely different experience, which most people who listen to the podcast know. So I was never able to like really understand that's why I left divorce coaching and moved to dating coaching and relationship because I couldn't understand where my clients were coming from because I really feel like you have to go through, you have to go through it to understand it. You have to live it to get it right. So I, I love where you're sitting because you understand, um, high conflict divorces. You understand what it's like to go through. I, I, I had happy, my divorce was basically happy. It was right. like amicable. Like, I'm like, I feel bad. You know, like it's like, I, I was okay. It didn't, it didn't, of course. Nobody wants to get divorced. It was never like, oh, yay, I'm getting divorced. Let's have a party. No, but like, it was just different than most women. But it went in a different women. way. Yeah. It went in a different way, right? So what you're doing is so amazing because I really could have used you. Even though my divorce was amicable, I still had so many questions like, should I stay or should I go? Right. And so and it's like, right there, yes, right? It that sure does. question. Yes. Should I stay or should I go? Because financially, I was like, I have to stay. I felt really trapped in my marriage because- I knew I'd, I'd been a single mom for 15 years. I had no career and I, I wanted to leave. I mean, I was, I was in a loveless marriage. I felt, you know, and I, I could have used you. 
I really yeah. could have. It's so just about doing. like digging into that question. Cause I was the same. I was five years of contemplating was five years of, of, of relationship breakdown because you just can't seem to, to be heard during that time. And you're unhappy, but it's put back on you to figure yourself out. And it was just like, we were two ships passing in the night and it was, I was the same way. Like I hadn't worked for 11 years and I was in a very comfortable lifestyle where most of my friends were like, are you crazy? Like you're going to lose all this. And I thought, I was like, well, I know, but am I really here at the sacrifice of my own joy just because my lifestyle is comfortable? speaking my, exactly (laughs) what I was saying. Even my parents were like, Jennifer, think about this. You're like, what are you going to do? Yeah. My friends are like, you have no job. You have no career. What do you? I was like, okay, thanks, but I'm not happy. Like, <laughs> I, what, I haven't had sex in a year. Like, don't, shouldn't I be having like some, shouldn't this be like healthy, yeah. right? Yeah, I know. And so that was the thing too, is I constantly had to sit with myself when everyone's questioning me. And also I think as a woman, we take a lot more heat when it's our decision because they're like, well, what kind of mother are you? Oh my God, the mother guilt. This? The guilt of it all. Yes. Yeah. And so you have to sit with yourself. And I remember day after day, literally sitting my, well, when I asked for divorce, my husband had like shunned me to the basement where I literally lived in the basement bedroom. I didn't have any money, so I couldn't move out. And he cut me off of finances. So I literally lived in the basement for a year and a half as our divorce was settling. But during that time, like if I was to just look at the silver lining bits, I really just leaned into me and listened to like, okay, what is my inner voice telling me? Like, what is my gut? Is this the kind of marriage that I'd want for my daughter? I know that my financial life will change. I know my lifestyle will change. But at the end of the day, I wasn't in that marriage. I wasn't attracted to him for all of that anyways. None of that was keeping me happy, right? And I knew that I could do more. I knew I had more to do. But if I also stayed in this marriage, I would never do those things. And you didn't feel good. You you know, I I just... I'm. I'm so happy you're doing this because I feel like so many women can relate to everything you're saying. And so many women feel stuck. Like feel that what you and I like, oh my gosh, but I don't have anything to offer or I don't have finances, so I can't go. When it's just about looking a little bit beyond what what we can see and putting together those scenarios. So that's what I do with my clients too is, okay, you know what? Let's do a reality check. Yes. So when they come to you, when a client comes to you and they call you and they say, so first of all, I I have clients that I will, will be sending to you. For sure, hundred percent. Like because they're not ready to date, hundred percent not ready. So I'm going to say, nope. You have to call Cindy. So they come to you and they call you up and they say, look, I I don't even know where to start. How would you? How do you mind me asking? Like how would you? Oh, of course. Take it. What would you do? So what I do typically is it, I go into like these three pillars of of our relationship. So we take like a relationship inventory. We really want to know, you know, what has actually happened. So far, why have you got here? I'm not going to dig into the past like a therapist and figure out like your attachment styles and all that because a lot of people have a therapist. I'm here about like, okay, what isn't working? What have you tried? And what is it that you need? And then from there, we create a vision. Well, you're unhappy for a reason. What do you want your life to look like? What do you, how do you want to feel? Who do you want to be? What do you want to do? Like, what are your big dreams and goals that you aren't able to achieve right now? What do you want for your children? You know, and also what do you need to get ready for this, this process? And then we go into, that's kind of the redesigning, redesigning of your life. And then we go into the process of reality check because a lot of us are scared of what we don't know. You know, fear is just basically unanswered questions. So 
let's answer those questions. Let's figure out what life could look like. First of all, if you stayed, because I just want to be clear, even as a divorce coach, I am totally not an advocate of divorce. Same in as fact, me. We talked the same about this. Yeah. 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 Like when I'm working with my clients, in fact, I almost take them to the opposite place of like, are you sure? What can we do to make sure that this is actually the decision you want to make? What have you not tried? Because I never want them to make a decision that is this significant if they aren't absolutely sure. Absolutely agree with you. hundred percent. Yeah. I actually got a lot of back when I was doing my divorce coaching back, you know, it's been nine years already, but like I got a lot of kickback for that. A lot of pushback where people said to in the divorce coaching world, we were like, well, how can you be a divorce coach if you're pro-marriage? Right. And I said, I'm not pro marriage. I'm pro happy marriage. And I'm yes. not pro divorce. I'm pro happy divorce. Like I want everybody to do it right. Right. So my first podcast was doing divorce right. And then I changed to doing relationship because I, I just, you know, you can't, I'm totally in line with you. I align completely with what you're saying. So. Yeah. And it's all about healthy, happy relationships, right? So whether you're married or you're not married, it doesn't matter. It's about that healthy, happy relationship. And regardless of whether you're married or you're getting divorced, you still have a relationship with this person. So now we're just redesigning what this relationship will look like. Because if you've got kids, like this person's in your life forever. So we're now just redefining what that relationship looks like. And then we're re- really structuring, okay, let's say you got divorced tomorrow. What would your life look like financially, logistically, physically, emotionally? What are the friend groups going to look like around you? The families, like let's walk us through, you know, holidays. What does this look like to you? Because I sure didn't use like create those visions for myself. I was just like, I don't know. I'm done. I'm unhappy. I'm out. Right. And I didn't foresee all of the impact that my decision was going to have in different ways. And so I think that a lot of people just aren't doing anything because they're paralyzed in fear. So they don't know which way to step. So they stay, but creating that vision of, okay, here's what life could look like for you. Maybe this is a situation where you're like, well, you know what? I'm not comfortable with that vision of what it could look like. So I'm going to just make it work as it is, or I'm going to do whatever it takes to stay here. Or actually, I'm pretty comfortable with that. I know there's risk involved. I know, you know, that things can happen, but I need to take that step because the reality is whether you stay or whether you're go, you go, there's loss in both scenarios. Absolutely. Co-parenting relationships take work, especially when substance abuse is involved. You want to do right by your kids without jeopardizing your peace of mind or their safety. If you're co-parenting with an ex-spouse who abuses alcohol, well, Soberlink can help. Soberlink's alcohol monitoring system is the most convenient, reliable, and no-nonsense way for a parent to provide evidence that they are not drinking during parenting time. The system's real-time alerts, facial recognition, and tamper detection ensure the integrity of each test so you can be confident your kids are with a sober parent. With Soberlink, judges rest assured that your child is safe. Attorneys get court-admissible evidence of sobriety, and both parents feel empowered. To sign up and get $50 off your device, visit www.soberlink.com backslash D-R-R. That's www.soberlink.com backslash D-R-R. 100%. Yeah, I didn't know that. (laughs) Like until I got, you know, until I got divorced, I didn't realize how it was actually, I I could have used you. It would have been great to have, because I, yeah, I didn't know. 
I didn't, I, you know, you, people tell you, right? Oh, it's going to be this, this, and this, but unless you go through it, you have no idea. So you've gone through it, which is what we both, and you tell people like, this is how it really, you know? And I don't like women getting to the place where like, I feel like I want women to, to make this decision from a really empowered place because they've done the work around digging deep into it instead of, of waiting for the shoe to drop, right? Waiting for their spouse to do that one last thing, or you can just blow up and be like, I'm out of here or feel pushed up against a wall that they have no other choice because you want it to be that this is your choice from, from a empowered place. You're making it because you've thought it through. Yes, you don't know everything. Yes, you don't necessarily know what it's going to look like exactly, but you know in your heart that there are reasons, even if your partner isn't abusive or they're still a great person, yes. it just might mean they're not your person right now. Right. It's and not working. That's okay. It you is know? okay. You don't have to feel the guilt of it, you know, and you're prepared because I love that, you know, you help people like, and then if so if the, your client, you guys do the, you know, the reality check and you realize no, they're ready to go. So then you prepare them, they know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Prepare them for like, what the, what could that look like? So if they do decide that they want to pursue divorce, we don't say, okay, now, now tomorrow you're going to ask. So what I do is I prepare them for like, Hey, what are the things that we can do to get you ready? And also I coach them through having the talk, you oh know, my like God. Okay. the big talk with their spouse. And so we go through like, I have a list of 20 different sentence starters and how they, a scripts of what they can say, like how to say it, when to say it, where to say it, and then how they can respond to their partner's reaction. Because a Amazing. lot of people are scared I of what scared. they're going to say, yes. right? Yes. So there's lots of do's and don'ts in, you know, how that conversation can go really well, because that's the foundation that you want to set up for your amicable divorce. Yes. Starts with that conversation. Oh my gosh, I love this. I wish I had you because I remember our, our conversation. We were like, it was yesterday. I mean, I would have loved to know what I didn't know how to do it or what to say. Yeah. Oh my God. So we spew emotions, right? Because we're scared. And the next thing you know, we're arguing again and we're getting defensive. And then everyone that we're upset and we're, you know, people are freaking out. But it's all about, you know, how you deliver it and how you hold space for them because they're not going to be at the same place as you. You need to be okay with that and how you hold space for the reaction. And then what you do next, it doesn't have to be like, okay, so we're getting a divorce and I'm going to call a lawyer now. <laughs> you know, I hope not. Yeah. yeah. There's lots of things that you, definitely can do before you need to get to that place so that you can save a ton of money, that you can feel more confident and separate yourself from all the emotional um, waves. Because if you're making a decision from emotion, we all know how that goes, right? Right. And also if you're scared, because I know that I waited because I was I was scared of the outcome of what he was going to say. And you don't know what the other person, right? What they're going to say. But like, I was so lucky that my husband was capable of, he wanted the same thing. I just didn't know. So when my, the result that I got was we were able to work together because we both came from the, we're coming from the same place. And he was able to like, it was, it was good. Right. But like, I was horrified that like, he was going to take the kids that he was going to start to whatever that he was going to lawyer up. And so I had all this fear when really, if I had had someone like you who said, look at, here's what X, Y, or Z will happen. If I, I mean, I was, I was horrified. Yeah. Like, but look at you right there where like you already had that, that preconceived notion of how he might, he was going to respond when in fact that was completely not true. 
He responded in a way that you needed him to. And so, so many of us are scared to have that conversation because we're afraid of that outcome. When really, if you're on this unhappy, it's really, there's a good chance your partner is too. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, we both knew we were in therapy and everything and we were just, we knew we were trying. And so I think both of us were like, we knew we had to give it up. Like we knew it was time, but we were waiting for the other person to do it. And sometimes you, know you don't want to, want to be that person, right? No, You're like, I don't right. want to be the one that does it. They need to do it because well, yeah. that's the scary part. Or you don't want to be blamed or you don't want to be, you know, society looks at you as you're the one that left the marriage, That was me, you know? And yep. sometimes we just got to suck it up and eat the, you know, yeah, but it's so funny. I feel like with, with fear, like our whole lives, every big step that we've ever taken comes from a place of not knowing how it's going to go. You know, from the moment that we leave high school and go to university or college, we don't know how that's going to go. We don't know what kind of job we're going to get. We're now moving out on our own. We don't know how we're going to be able to afford our bills or, or pay our rent or our new relation, our first relationships, how those are going to work out. We get married hoping that it's going to work out forever, but we don't know. No we have kids not having a clue what we're doing, but we still do it. Yeah. So, but we get to this place of divorce and we're like, oh my God, I can't do it. I'm scared. I've, it's, it, it's too unfamiliar. How many unfamiliar, scary things have you already done in your life that you have been okay doing and it actually has worked out? I mean, so many, right? So many. And it's like, I, I just think, keep thinking to myself, I, yeah, I just, I'm just, I'm just, I love what you do. I just think it's amazing because I'm thinking to myself, God, if only, if only, if only, but you're helping everyone with the, if only, you know what I'm saying? You're, you're like helping them so they don't have to be scared or be, because they can talk it out. I wish I would have had someone, because a therapist, no offense, therapist, but when you go to therapists, they don't give you actionable value. They don't give you nuggets of like, here's what you're going to do. They just listen which is great. It's fine. You're whatever. But I remember sitting there going like, are you going to tell me what to like, I need someone to help me. Like, I want to work this through. I want to talk it out. And you know, when you go to your mom or your sister or your friends, they're going to say either what you want to hear or what you don't want to hear, but it's not going to be what's right. <laughs> yeah. there You definitely have like those biased opinions. And you know, I think therapy is awesome for yourself, but you've also been in this place for a while. Like, do you really want to keep feeling like this six months to a year from now? Because if you don't take some steps to really dig into that, you're just going to stay here. So you have to sort of, my approach is let's actually get you to a place where you feel comfortable making a decision, no matter what that looks like. And part of, I think my mission and my goal, I think that if you can, if I can address these issues right away, there may be a good chance of saving marriages because a lot of times there's, we're in the way of ourselves. It might not actually be your partner but it's all about how a situation that's going on for you or the needs that you aren't having met because you just don't know how to communicate them. So we go into, okay, how do you, how do you tell your partner that you want? What can I try? You know, and a lot of times too, people come to me and, um, in this situation and they go back and they make their marriage work for, for a little bit more time and maybe even the next year or two until they decide, you know what? I did give it my all. I went back. I was prepared. I went and gave it all, all I could. And now I know confidently in myself, I'm making this decision from a, a much more informed, confident place. Right. I love it. Yeah. It's, it's funny. I, um, I listen to you. I'm like, oh my gosh. I, 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 uh, I don't know if you know that I wrote 
would have, could have, should have. Yeah. Second book, you know, yeah. is basically like what you're saying. And I love it because I, I do. I remember saying like, God, if, if only I knew, like hindsight is 2020, right? Mm-hmm. So like, if only mm-hmm. I knew, I could tell people all the time, like my divorce basically taught me how to stay married. Right. Like I, I knew like what I, I needed to do in my marriage after I got divorced. Like I knew, I knew exactly like the things I, I don't regret getting divorced, but I wish that I would have had someone like you to say, look, take a breath. Don't leap so fast. Because I think that my, you know, Mark and I, I think had we gone, if I had someone like you, I would have, I would have worked a little bit more. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Or just kind of knew what to work on, how right. to do it. Because right? the therapist, like, no offense, but like our to therapist, but like our couple therapist didn't didn't. I don't think he was rooting for us. Mm-hmm. You know, like I didn't feel like he was like. And yes, of course, like now looking back, like you know, it was the best thing for us was to get divorced, and we're in a great space, and my kids are healthy, and they're thriving, and blah. But truthfully, like we, I think we could have probably, and Mark will say the same. Like we could have gotten, we we could have gotten through it, woulda, coulda, shoulda, right? But like, I didn't know that that was an option. I kind of was just like, you know, fuck it. We're done. This is it. I, I don't love you. And like, it was like, I, I needed, I needed you. Cause there's just, there's too much that's built up to, and you don't really know how to navigate that. And then you're also just in this place and you both literally have to come to the table to be able to say, okay, you know what, let's just divorce this old relationship and see if we can start new. And a lot of times though, people aren't, you know, in my situation, my ex-husband refused to go to counseling with me, therapy. It was actually, it became a going, became a joke for five years before I left. Cause he'd say, we, what do you want for your birthday or Christmas this year? And I'd always say, I'd like that marriage counseling actually. And he would start laughing like, Oh no, 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 seriously. What do you want? I'm like, no, seriously. That's seriously. Yeah. And he would just say, uh, no, if you want to go to therapy, that's on you. And so it just was, it was hurtful because you just knew that, I felt, yeah, there must be something wrong with me if, you know, he doesn't want to come to therapy with me. But I knew that it was just, just me. Yeah. I had a lot to do with my own divorce for sure, too. It's a lot on me. Um, but it was also just on the two of us. And I do remember the last time I asked him for this, I was sitting in bed and he'd come in and he was like, well, you know, you really want to go to therapy. You're like, it's fine. We'll figure it out. We'll go. And I said, you know what? I, I found this great John Gottman um, marriage relationship workshop for a weekend in Seattle. Let's go down and do that. And he looked at me and he's like, why would I go to Seattle to save my marriage? And in that moment, I was like, I've been pleading with you for five years. And this is the response you give me. That was when the light bulb went off for me and was like, I'm done. I I can't do this anymore. You know, and from that moment it was like I sat there and I I had the words literally on my tongue of I want a divorce. You know, and they're just yes. like right there, but oh, I was yeah. like, I can't say it. Yeah, yeah, you always trust me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you think all of us have those light like most people have those light bulb moments when you just know? But you but you just can't. I feel like I did too. I knew exactly when it was, but I just I was scared. I just was everything was like that angel devil, like, you know, my inmate, like, I just feel like I, uh, we, do it. I think we, ha- we have those knowings and they actually have, 
they happen early. I think they happen really early, but we, we sort of dismiss them because we think, oh, you know, it must have just been me or maybe that was just a situation. And so we continue to go on kind of turning a blind eye or sweeping it under the rug. But really those were the reasons that things were breaking down. You kind of know early on and your, your instinct. I mean, we don't follow our instinct enough as much as we should. Your gut knows. Your gut knows. And if you are already even questioning this, I mean, let's be honest. We all look at our relationships and be like, should I be out of here? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, even it's if like, it's oh, good, right? What time is it? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, shit, I need to be alone. Yeah. I know. Seriously. I also think a lot of it is from at least our generation, you know, like my mom, you know, she's been, they've been married for 52 years. They just put up with it. You know, they just kind of like, the, that's what they, that's what their moms did. We, we got married on you. They got married young. They did. I was like one of the last people to get married out of my friend group. And like, you know, I was 28 and I was old, you know? So like, I feel like I, I felt guilty that I wanted, that I chose myself. Yeah. It's I that society so, pressure. Oh shit. Yeah. I felt so guilty. Like I, I wanted a divorce because I wanted to have like better sex and like more sex and like, you know what I'm saying? But like, I wasn't happy. So putting myself first was a really, um, you know, selfish thing, right? But guess what? Putting yourself first is important. It is. And it honestly, leaving a marriage that you know is no longer serving you and it is a relationship that you actually wouldn't even want your child to have. It is the greatest act of courage and bravery that you can choose. And a lot of people say, oh, it's so selfish. Is it though? Because you're actually acting out of the health of all of the people involved. Your your spouse isn't happy. Your children are witnessing this unhealthy relationship, you know, you're the one that's actually sacrificing just staying there and enjoying all the benefits of what that is. So my ex-husband too, he was like, he wasn't happy. And now I, my son, um, Zach is, he's at Syracuse. He's 19. He came on my podcast twice to talk about divorce. And now he wants to be a, a therapist oh, that's so for cool. divorce for kids. And so he said to me, mom, we never, I'm like, did I, did I screw you up, Zach? Like, did you, and he's like, <laughs> mom, I don't even, you know, listen, he's like, we're so good. He's like, what's weird is you and dad still talking. Right. <laughs> he's like, divorced parents are supposed to like not talk. And you guys are really annoying. I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, because you yeah. guys have a great relationship. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. Do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just weird, like how kids see it, you know. And and it's it's. I just think if you if you do it right, no matter what the relationship is, if you work, you know, to do it the best you can, I think that that's like just the the thing. Oh, you got to do it the best you can, you and you just, just have try. to be prepared. And you know what? Like you don't have to go through it by yourself. No, we all God, think no. we are so alone in this because divorce is like heaven forbid you say the word, right? But we're all here. Like we are here to guide you through it. You don't need to be ashamed or embarrassed or guilt, feeling guilty. It is very normal. I think we need to normalize that relationships can run their course and that that's okay. I think so too. I think that's amazing. I think that everybody should have two people, like, <laughs> like one person to raise your kids with and then the other person have like fun the rest of your life. Yeah. I really well, do. I'm, it's, I'm, it's so true too. Like I would often say too, in my marriage, I'm like, oh, my contract, is it over yet? That's what I wrote about in my book. I'm like, I need a lease. There should be a lease here. A lease on marriage. Wonderful. Wait, so you have to tell me, Cindy, what do people do not only to find you, but you have a new program. Yes. So talk about that from. So to find me, I, base, I basically live on Instagram. So over at Divorce Redefined and in there, 
um, in my profile, you'll see the links. And I just launched my first mini course called The Talk. Um, and it's really affordable and it's very small little self-guided course to go through how you have the hard conversation with your spouse. Oh, so if you're it. not ready to work like with me at one-on-one or really get, you know, into it, you can go and download this mini course, take it on your own. There's a workbook, there's a set of slides, you get over 20 different ways to start this conversation, what to look for, all the do's and don'ts so that you can get yourself, you know, prepared and like you can practice it, go practice it in the mirror. You know, I give a, there's a video, there's everything involved and just, you can download it right from my link in my bio from my Instagram page. At okay, and if you want to give me the link too, I can put it on this podcast so that people can get it. Oh my God. I think that's amazing. I wish I had that. I think everybody would do just... Yeah, I, hope, that. I hope that it helps because it's really just about serving people and doing this differently. You know, I want to just get rid of all those, those societal stigmas and like those, those, uh, you know, we're so confined with these expectations. Let's just do this all differently because it really does start with us. Right. I agree. And you know what? It's, it's not so, I mean, it's happening a lot. Like, I don't mean to be whatever, but like, it's not so taboo anymore. I, I mean, yeah. we're getting divorced people. People are getting divorced and it's yeah. okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's just the reality of life. It's That's one of those things. Right. That's right. Oh, Cindy, I love you. I could talk to you all day. I did I get everything that was important? Did we? Did I get everything and touch on everything that was? That yeah, was, I think so. I love chatting else? with you. Thank you I for know. this. Thank oh, you. I just love it. I love having you. So everybody do me a favor right now. Go check out Cindy Stibbard um, on Instagram. Is it Divorce Redefined? At Divorce Redefined. Yeah. At Revor- at, I can't talk today. At Divorce Redefined. I love you. I love you. I love following you. I love everything you're doing. I think you're amazing. And I like you because you're authentic and you're also very, um, if I can just toot your horn for a minute, I think you're very real and I think that you're very calm. Oh, thank you. And chill. And your videos and your reels are so good. And um, you're like the opposite of me. Like you're just so like, it's your grounding. You make Maybe me feel that's very- why I'm attracted to you too. Cause I'm like, you're so out there. I'm like, oh, I'm more excitable so like no, her. No, you're so like, just so like chill and like re and like, I just, I, I just, I love you. I think you're oh, awesome. I love awesome. you Thanks too. for being here, darling. Thanks for being here. Thank you. So we're going to put everything on, on the show notes and everybody go check out Cindy and find her new thing, her new thing, her new program called The Talk, right? Yep. That's the right. Talk. Okay. Awesome. And everybody else. You know where to find me. I'm all over the place. I'm so glad to be back. I'm so happy to be here. It's May. Do something fabulous. Get outside. I don't know. Do something great. Do I'm always saying do something great. I'm not doing shit. So what is what it is? I can't do anything. I'm just I'm lazy. <laughs> I'm just lazy. That's all there is to it. But everybody, I love you. I'm glad to be back. And um, peace, love, and so much truth. See you next week, guys. Thanks for listening to Doing Relationships Right. Don't forget, if you love the show, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast episodes. And grab my book, Midlife Priceless, a dating coach's guide to finally doing relationships right on Amazon, Target.com, or my website, JenniferHerbitz.com. Thanks for listening and see you next week. Peace, love, and so much truth.